Hello Evergreen, Ilsteen here from Behind the Lens, missing you so, so much. It's been too long. Well, last week, Jared kicked us off with a new series, Five Habits That Will Save Your Life, with habit one being gut time. So if you missed it, you can check out Evergreen's podcast or YouTube channel. It was good. So check it out. Well, today we will be talking about habit dose, weekly gather with faith community. And I would like to confess something to you. You're okay with confession, right? Well, I'm confessing, so here we go. I've struggled so much. It was a struggle to put this teaching together because though I've preached on this topic and the importance of the local church and gathering regularly before, everything I knew and was accustomed to got challenged by our current situation. And it felt a little like this. Watch this clip. Here is the church. Here is the steeple. Open the door and where are all the people? <laughs> the people aren't in the building. Our gathering looks different. Now, instead of being physically together under one roof, we are physically apart under many roofs. But you know what? We are still worshiping an awesome and mighty God. So though it's different, it's so good to gather and share in communion with you today. Through a lens, through a screen, we're still gathering. Well, let's read today's scripture found in Hebrews 10, verses 23 through 25. It says, Let us hold firmly to the hope we profess, because we can trust God to keep his promise. Let us be concerned for one another to help one another, to show love and to do good. Let us not give up the habit. Did you, did you see that? Let us not give up the habit of meeting together as some are doing. Instead, let us encourage one another all the more since you see that the day of the Lord is coming near. I love how the message version puts verse 24. It says, Let's see how inventive we can be in encouraging love and helping out. And one thing that I've seen is creativity and inventiveness that Evergreen has. Finding ways to gather, though we are apart, through streaming services online, there's so much work that goes behind that. You don't see it, you don't know about it, you don't, may not even know the people that are behind the camera, but there is so much work and we're so grateful for them. But also we've done Zoom calls, Zoom meetings, online tutors, parent coaches. Um, we did a end of the year donut drive through e-kids fun videos, Instagram Live, Facebook Live, grad parades, birthday parades, socially distant outdoor e-youth small groups, and happening this week, pizza with pizzazz. I don't know how to say that. Anyway, it'll be fun. Um, and I am so grateful 
for a faith community that is inventive and finds ways to encourage and help one another. So thank you, Evergreen. Now let's turn our attention to verse 25. It says, don't give up this habit of meeting together. And in studying this passage, it is believed that the people the author of Hebrews is addressing at the time are facing persecution. They are dealing with fear. And the one thing I uh, think we all discovered, especially during this time, is that many things or one simple thing can interrupt a habit. When I was living in LA, I had developed um, a habit of going to the gym four to five times a week. I was so proud of myself. It was almost a whole year of going to the gym for this much length. Man, I was in shape. And then packing and moving interrupted. So I just kind of gave up on the habit, honestly. And so what I hear the author of Hebrews in this chapter is what I hear him saying is he's exhorting, he's giving them exhortation, he's calling them out and reminding them um, that that people, that, that they are to stay the course. He is saying, even when it's hard, don't give up this habit. Don't be like Ilsian. Don't give up this habit. So why? Because when we gather weekly, Christ is the goal. He is. 1 Corinthians 12, 27 says, um, all of you together are Christ's body and each of you is a part of it. You and I were made for community. You and I were made for relationship. And I think that's one of the reasons why we are likened to sheep in the Bible. For sheep to stay healthy and alive, they have to stay together. They have to stick together, but they also have to depend on the good shepherd and be a part of the flock. Did you know that if sheep fall on their back at the wrong angle or in the wrong place, they are at risk of bloat, which can end up killing them and leaving them to be preyed on if they're not helped back up. And, and we see this in the parable of the lost sheep, right? The good shepherd leaves the 99 and goes after the one. Why? Because the sheep is lost and in danger. See, when we give up the habit of gathering, we become isolated. And when we are isolated, we are at risk of being preyed on. Let's watch this video. A buffalo has incautiously strayed away from its herd. It surely can have no defense against a group of lions. But the rest of the herd have noticed. Faced with the threat of hundreds of tons of massed anger, the lioness turns tail. 
male lion, however, seems unwilling to give up. strength and unity and faith community. And I love the, the, what we just saw. Like there is this herd that comes together and just stands up and doesn't let one of their own be devoured. One of my mentors, Larry Acosta, would always say to me, we suffer in isolation, but we heal in community. When we are separated from our faith community, from the body of Christ, our spiritual growth can't continue. And if I were to cut off my hand, isolate it from the rest of my body, the blood flow would stop going to my muscles and my fingers and my nerves and the tissue, and my hand would die. It would be of no use to me and my body would miss it so much. So how can we say we love Jesus, but give up on his body? I know, like me, you've most likely have been hurt by the church. Don't let unforgiveness keep you from the gift of unity that Christ died to give us. Don't let a brother or a sister's view of politics or social injustice keep you from unity. Because Christ died to unify people. The enemy of our soul will try to isolate us. Sin will isolate us. Thank you, Jesus. Can you say it with me? Thank you, Jesus, for dying for our sins and reconciling us. See, last week, Jared said, bad habits can cut you down just as easily as habits can build you up. And we are hoping that these five habits that we continue to talk about will build you up. For a time, I was part of a program called Celebrate Recovery. It's a recovery program that aims to bring healing from your hurts, hangups, or habits. And it was in this program that God taught me the importance of community and environment. And the impact that they can have um, on your habits. And to be able not to give up on a good habit or to have the courage to start new habits that will save your life, let me remind you of what Romans 12, 2 says, do not conform to the pattern of this world but let us be transformed by the renewing of our mind that you will be able to test and improve God's will is his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And this is, I think, what the four laws that Jared shared with us last week provide. It's a new way of thinking, a way to create new patterns that become habits. So let's review them. Make it obvious make it easy, make it attractive. That just reminded me of Nacho Libre. Take it easy. Okay, anyway, sorry. Make it attractive and make it satisfying. So what does gathering weekly with our faith community look like now? While we are physically distant, 
right? We can't all meet together. So you're probably saying, well, we can't meet together. So I'm just going to give up meeting up. No, no. See, we are taking and doing the effort that we can to meet together, even though it's on screen, even though it's online and it's different, but you can still meet together with your family. You can still bring your family together and make it obvious. So let me ask you how, um, how can you create or ask yourself, how can I create an environment that is conductive to joining in on worship on Sunday mornings, or maybe you're not a morning person on Sunday afternoons. Um, but, but how can you create that environment? What can you do so that it's obvious for you that Sunday you're going to join in with worship? And maybe it's something like after breakfast, right? We all eat, every single one of us. So after breakfast or after coffee, online gathering follows. Or after your kids finish their snacks, e-kids videos follow. So just make it easy, like right after another, something that you're already used to, just add it on, tack it on to that habit. And, And two, make it attractive. So how can you stick with it? right? Join, and I think one of the things that the book mentions is to join a culture where your desired behavior is the normal behavior. And so who can you text, call, um, be encouraged by to say, hey, I'm joining online. Let's do church today. You know, Marley recently shared with me that online church or online gathering for her family has been such a beautiful uh, blessing, but also a first where the whole family is gathered together, worshiping and hearing the word of God. And I wish I could be a wallpaper on their home just to witness the beauty of an entire family worshiping together. And another one is make it easy. So how can I make it as easy as possible, right? Sometimes this means that Saturday night, I go to sleep by 10 p.m. so that I can be up and ready by 9 a.m. because sometimes mornings aren't easy for me, so I have to help them out. Um, Or make it easy uh, for you, uh, you know, when, when you are preparing your environment. You can prepare your environment for the morning and leave it all set up, leave the coffee pot ready to go. And all you have to do is press, you know, on and you're ready. Um, so sometimes when, when I wake up to a mess, I'm just so discouraged. So clean it up, make it look good for the next day. Um, so you don't wake up to a mess, but an organized chaos. Um, and then make it satisfying. How can you reward yourself? How can you hold yourself accountable? One of the things I had to learn when I was part of Celebrate Recovery is finding people, finding friends that can hold me accountable to walk in freedom. And James Clear says, never miss twice. So have someone that can remind you, okay, remember, you want to make this a good habit. Um, Because one of my favorite things to do after a full day of online gatherings is burgerville fries or a nap. So that is how I reward myself. So what is it for you? What will make it satisfying for you? And you know, this, this is a process. Habits are a process. And like what, what the author says in the book is, you know, 
we can have a goal, but if we don't have the systems to get there, we may not reach that goal. So this is a process. It's a system to help you reach the goal. And again, our goal as a faith community is Christ. So don't give up the habit of gathering together, though it may look different. Let's hold firmly to the hope we profess because we can trust God to keep his promises. So it's in us renewing our mind, but also Philippians 2.13 says, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. You're not doing this alone. We are not doing this alone. God's Holy Spirit is working in us, in you, in, in and through you. And he has called you. He's the one that will help you become all that he has called you to be. The body of Christ, the church. And though it may be hard, though it might be something none of us signed up for, don't give up the habit of gathering together for this season. It's together online. But let's press on. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that it is through your sacrifice on the cross um, that we can be reconciled to the Father, but also reconciled to one another. Lord, I pray that where there is need of healing uh, for maybe somebody that's been hurt by the church, by the body, that there would be healing. But Lord, I also pray for those of us that are struggling to maybe that habit got interrupted and we're struggling to get uh, back on track to stick with it because it's gone hard that you would give us the courage but that you would give us your Holy Spirit not to give up but to continue to believe and hold tightly to your promises and know that you are faithful Lord we love you we thank you Jesus thank you so much for your love and your mercy in our lives in Jesus name we pray amen God bless you